Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast. We're talking NFL football and it is the biggest game of the year. It is the Super Bowl. We're talking about the last of the playoff games and we're predicting the Super Bowl, the last game of the season, the big game. There's a lot of predictions to get through and it's a bumper prediction episode so stay tuned for that while i've got you and before we get started let's talk about subscribing and how it's an amazing thing to do and it gets you a lot of love from the cookie cast crew something to think about while we get going so here we go this is cookie cast laces out Recording in progress. Recording is in progress, allegedly. So, um, we had a week off. We had a week off NFL football podcast. NFL football? That doesn't make sense. We had a week off the NFL podcast. Um, There was stuff we could have talked about, but uh, at some point somebody, somebody would have mentioned the Pro Bowl and I'd have slipped into a coma. So, uh... Something that has a, that has come up over the last week, and I'm like, this is this is genius. Loads of people saying that they should scrap the Pro Bowl and instead the bottom two teams should play for number one draft pick. And I'm like, that is an absolute genius idea. That is top notch. I think they should petition it. Um, it is the NFL podcast for you audio listeners. It's me talking to myself, so let's correct that. I have got the most glamorous co-host that you could ever possibly wish for, Mr. Paul Williams. Hello. Host of the Getting Over podcast and unboxing video extraordinaire, Mr. Stuart Mansey. Hello. And the pursuit of happiness would not be the same without this man at the helm, Mr. Matthew Moore, welcome to you, sir. And indeed, welcome to all of you. Um, as I said, we could have we could have been here last week, but we took a week off because we knew this one was going to be a doozy. Um, some stuff has happened since um, since we last gathered here, and unfortunately. Very much like the uh, the other football podcasts we do, there is a little bit of uh, a little bit bad to go through. There's a little bit of, for some people, sad to go through, and then there is the joy of the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams will be appearing at the Snoop Dogg Eminem Dr. Dre show. Can we believe it? It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Support act. I stole that joke. I am claiming no. I stole that joke. I saw it earlier in the week. It made me guffaw. So I was like, I'm stealing that. That's right. Super Bowl. I'd like, I'd like to think there's some people that are going to the uh, the show and just be like, hang on a second, what's this football there's game? There's a football game going on as well. Can't believe it. Well, 
Well, as Andy said, we do have some loose ends to tie up from a predictions standpoint. So we've got to go through the predictions for the conference championship games. So, as Andy has already said, we had the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Los Angeles Rams. We all... Let's not mince our words here. We all shat the bed on the first game because we all picked the Chiefs. So, no points there. Um, in the second game, three of us picked the Rams. Someone was out on his own on 49er Island and has gone 0 for 2. He started the playoff so well with 6 out of 6. He's ended with... Two out of six from his next set of uh, two predictions. Unfortunately, it is Stuart Woodman's seat. Um, and then obviously there's a three-way tie between myself, Andy and Matt with one out of two picks. So, we all put down a total point scored for the two games combined. Andy went for 75 points across the two games. Matt went with 82 points across the two games, and I, ever the optimist, went for 101 points across the two games in total. Having totted up the scores, the Bengals-Chiefs game had 51 points total. The 49ers and Rams game had 37 points total, which means that the closest person to that particular number was Mr. Matthew Moore. So he was only six points out. So getting the win for the NFC and AFC Conference Championship games is the guest. It is Matthew Moore. Well done, Matthew. And that kind of is really the end of the postseason scores because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we predicted for the Super Bowl that we can we can technically all get wrong. So as, as for the postseason scores, it puts myself and Andy on 0.33 of a point because there was the one week where, for some reason, we all managed to tie. Um, and then the guest collectively on 2.33 of a point. So, well done, Matt. Well done, Stu. You've successfully slain the beasts that are myself and Andy in the predictions game. I believe that the stats mistress may have drummed us up some delicious, tasty stats to go along with that NFC and AFC championship game. She did. She reached out to the world and the world responded with stats. Um, there are stats. I imagine somewhere in the stats is something that we should probably cover sort of first, I guess. Um, we should talk about the fact that we all thought this day would never come, but it did, um, surprisingly, in a lot of ways. Um, there was a lot of rumours flying around the rumour mill, but as I said at the time, it, there always is rumours that uh, Thomas Brady would be retiring. Always going to see those rumours, especially in what for him was the was going to be the off-season. Um 
the news reported that he had officially retired, which seemed strange when he hadn't announced that. This was everywhere it was Tom Brady's retired, then it gave all of his stats and so on and so forth. Then all of a sudden there was this flurry of that is not true. Um, I think his dad and people close to him were like, he hasn't made a decision one way or the other. What are you doing reporting that he's retired? And then I think it was literally the next day. Um, I heard a thing today that uh, I wasn't sure if this was correct, but he might have announced it on Instagram, which if that's not a sign of the times, I don't know what it is, uh, that in fact TB12 has officially retired Whilst that is true, at no point during any of his statements has he officially said the word retired. Right. So I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna jump all over this because me being me, the natural cynic, doesn't believe this for a second. Does not believe this for a second. Either he's just gonna release a statement that says, uh, on second thought, I've I've double checked. I've double checked with the with the misses, and apparently I have got another year in me. Or, and I, I I said this partially joking, but I was like, why not? Some team, like way way down in the in the depths, you know, like a like a Jaguars or a Jets or a, a team that's just way down, is gonna suddenly announce, oh, uh, there's, there's some news coming later in the week. And then there's going to be a press conference and Tom Brady's going to walk out. He's like, yeah, I, I thought I'd give it another run. Uh, you know, just just some absolute horseshit. He's going to grunk it, isn't he? They're going to, they're going to borrow from the wrestling world and there's going to be a situation where a team's like, you know, getting ready for the first game of the season. And the starting quarterback's going to be there all suited up. You know, he's going to be ready. He's going to be pads on, you know, shirt on, helmet ready and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you just hear the, not, you just hear the music. And everyone's looking around. And then you just see Vince McMahon appear on the stage and just goes, Listen, Derek Carr, you thought you were the starting quarterback for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, but... This man has other ideas. And then for some reason, Brady's got entrance music or something like that and he comes out, cashes in his buddy in the bank to become the new starting quarterback of the of the LA Raiders. I it, love... It had to be, it would have to be real American as well, surely, by Hogan's <laughs> <up. laughs> oh, No, no, of course. Obviously, he, he's going to borrow no chance. You've got no chance. <laughs> and stuff like that. True ultimate ultimate heel ultimate heel. I, I <laughs> love. I love the crossover yeah. aspect. But I'm I'm saying it now so that it's on record. It's out there in the world. And once I release release this podcast to the masses, everybody can hear me say, "I don't believe this for a second Well, he said so. I I remember hearing this. So on the Let's Go podcast, I can't remember who presents that. That he said he is retired, but you never say never. So which to me says, I'm probably going to play. And I reckon I'll end up with the 49ers next year. So 
just start putting that out there for everybody. Well, let, let's not forget as well who his best mate is and what's done his best mate pulled as well. So if you know if he wants directions on how to retire and then come back pretty much immediately, then uh, I mean, the I mean, the number of times I've heard, oh, he's, he's just going to do what Gronk did. He's, he's going to. So I'd heard that his initial sort of statement was going to be that he was going to take a year out. He was going to take a year where he didn't play and then come back after a season. I I don't think his body would allow him to do that. And this is what he I is. This he, is the statement. If he has a year where he doesn't take hits and then he comes back, I think his body would literally shut down the first time anyone touches him. And this was this was what his statement was. His statement was, if I can't play this game to the highest possible standard. I don't see there is a point in playing this game, and I think there's a lot of you know hardcore Brady fans who would argue that he plays the game better than you know X percent of the league. One of the one of the stats I don't know if it's going to appear in the stats, but one of the stats was that he's won twelve points something percent of all Super Bowls. It's like, oh, well, he's been in. He's been in twenty percent. Twenty yeah. percent. He's, he's, he's appeared. He's, he's appeared in twenty percent of all Super Bowls played. He's ridiculous. It's just it's bonkers. I heard, I heard, playoff record is just. I can't think what it was. Yeah. It's like I heard. I heard somebody talking today, and and, and me and Paul have sort of batted this around, um, and it's a bold statement, but I think it's a statement that stands. I was listening to something today that was saying that they don't think that there'll ever be anybody like him again because to tick off the list of records you would need to tick off, you would have to build, you know, that's like you'd have to build some kind of American football robot and even and even that would, you know, it, it's an insane career. It's a crazy record. It's just, you know... I, I fought it for a long time. I, you know, I refused to believe that he was the GOAT. But at the end of the day, you can't argue with with the stats. You can't argue with the, the ultimately what is the truth. The, I think 34 wins with 11 losses. The next closest is Joe Montana with 16. And then it's Roethlisberger. Well, no, then the second best total among quarterbacks kind of technically obviously not anymore but it was Roethlisberger so he's like double the amount of the next person on the list and I think if you add oh, there you go uh, I, I've, these are the active ones so you've got Roethlisberger 13 uh, Rogers 11 Mahomes 6 Allen 2 so that's kind of you know like they those together I not saw a thing there. that said with Brady retiring the next person down with the most Super Bowl rings was Jimmy G. Jimmy G. It's like, what? <laughs> it's weird. I think I think his I think his stats are catchable for someone like Mahomes. If Mahomes stays injury free, yeah. I think he could get the yardage and he can yeah. probably get the touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think anyone will have the success that he had. I just don't think it's possible. No, because because it's 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 a simple fact of time. It's longevity. 
find somebody well, who's going to do it like, for I think, that long. I think a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of stuff that seems to sort of like get forgotten about with Brady is the fact that he was very team. Car, he was very kind to the team when it came to like his contracts and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah, when, massive. When he was at the Patriots, he, there was like like so many seasons where he forewent bonuses. And things like that, just because he just because he just simply didn't need the money, and he realised that if he basically didn't take the bonus, it would pay for like two players' salary or something like that. So like they'd be able to get yeah. weapons that they could use in extra areas. So yeah. he like for, for all the like you know the annoyance about like people like people say oh, like you know it's it, it was annoying just watching him win constantly. He was the ultimate team player, and like no one can ever take that away from him. He like. Every decision he made was for the best of the team, not for the best of Tom Brady. Uh, I, I've been trying to. I don't think anyone can ever deny that. Like, like I was, I was saying, um, you know, I, I thought the the whole goat thing. You, if you do, if you'd have asked me a year ago, I'd have still been telling you, say what you want. I, I don't want to hear that he's the goat. And I'm like, I'm trying to like go back through what it was that, and it's that. It's not so much the team. It was that kid at the game, that held up the sign that said, I survived brain cancer because of Tom Brady. I was like, well, and then, like, obviously the story unfolded from there. And that, that child being alive off the back of, like, his institutes and the amount that he does for charity and all the work and stuff. And I was like, it's, mu- like, it's like what you were saying. It's more, it's not about throwing the football. It's about, it's about everything. Um, so, and you know, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I was generally, I was generally sad to see the books go out, had nothing to do with them being 50% of my Super Bowl pick. Um, cause I was, you know, I was mildly miffed when the Chiefs went out. Um, but so, uh, yes, whether it's a full blown retirement, a, a diet Coke retirement or what? Uh, at this point in time, I uh, I tip the cap to TB12 on what is just an absolute monster of a career. So, weirdly, we were talking uh, we were talking stats, and we never actually got to them because we were trying to cover something that's almost definitely going to be in the stats. So, I am not quite maybe as generous as TB12, but I do like to share the stats. So the stats mistress shares them with me. She gets them from Nate Davis of USA Today. She shares them with me, and I share them with these guys here. I give them a little bit, a little bit to Paul, a little bit to Stu, a little bit to Matt. So let's see what the stats look like moving towards the Super Bowl. Stat number one: the Super Bowl Fifty Six matchup is set. The Los Angeles Rams, technically the visiting team, set to host the Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams are opening as a three and a half to four point favourite. I saw a, I don't know if it's covered, but I saw a stat today about the Bengals and their win against when they're an underdog team. And their win percentage is crazy. Number two, the Bengals are one of 12 teams in the league that have never hoisted a Lombardi trophy. 
The Rams have never done it while representing Los Angeles. Uh, number three, which is actually my final stat, you'd have to say Sunday, well, this is obviously Sunday, you know, previous Sunday, was the final game for quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. In a San Francisco's 49ers uniform. Though he's won 70% of his starts, 35-15, playoffs included with the Niners, the team will save $25.5 million by moving on from him before he reaches the final year of his contract. That might fit in with uh, with uh, TB12 appearing in a, in a 49ers uniform. Uh, that's it for me for stats. I believe I sent the next set of stats to you, Paul. Okie dokie. Well, we'll continue on with the Bengals. Finished the 2019 season at 2-14. and 14. Joined the 1981 49ers and 2003 Carolina Panthers as the only teams to reach the Super Bowl two years after running the league's worst record. The Bengals 6-25-1 mark, that's a record of .203, in the previous two seasons is the worst ever for a team that advanced to the Super Bowl the following year. You've got to love that American draft system. Joe Burrow was the first player drafted number one overall in 2020 to start a conference championship game in his first two seasons and now becomes the first to reach the Super Bowl. Dan Marino and Ben Roethlisberger are the only other first-round picks to start on Super Sunday in their second NFL season. Obviously, neither of those two were drafted one overall. TB12. Good as it was, Championship Weekend was doomed to be overshadowed by Saturday afternoon's revelation that Tom Brady will retire from the NFL after 22 unparalleled seasons. There will almost certainly never be another like Brady, the NFL's ultimate winner with seven rings and holder of all of the league's major passing records. This will only be the third Super Bowl in the past eight seasons without Tom Brady. Jesus Christ. Did you see that? Like I'd sent, I think I'd sent you guys, or maybe it was, a, maybe it was another group, sorry. Uh, I've, I've always no, it was no, there was, was a those. there was a stat that was there was a stat that was kicking around. This will be the first Super Bowl in something ridiculous like twenty five years or something that doesn't contain Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or the San Francisco 49ers. Ridiculous. Thus, that thus endeth my stats. Stu, I believe I sent you the next stats. Okay, so on the back of what Paul was just saying, uh, with Stafford or Burrow set to become a Super Bowl champion for the first time, the league won't have a single QB1 with multiple Lombardi trophies since Brady calls it a day. Um, Chase's 279 receiving yards in this postseason are the most ever by a rookie, obviously uh, for the Bengals. Um Yet, it's the Rams' Cooper Cup who is officially having the best single season of any wide receiver in NFL history. He piled on another 11 catches for 142 yards, scoring both Los Angeles touchdowns for good measure. 
In 20 games this season, Cup has 170 receptions for 2,333 yards and just the 20 touchdowns. Super Bowl 56 will be Cup's first. He missed Super Bowl 53 after suffering a torn ACL midway through the 2018 season. And finally from me, not to dethrone Adam Vinatieri circa 2001 just yet, but Cincinnati rookie Evan McPherson is building a case for the best postseason ever enjoyed by a kicker. McPherson's 12 made field goals with goals without a miss, including game winners on the final play in each of the past two games, are the most ever in one calendar playoffs. Entering Sunday, he was the first rookie with two four field goal ga- field. Oh, you did this to me on purpose. Four field goal games in one postseason, and now he's done it three times. Pretty good going. So much Matt. better than Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just Matt to go with the stats, but I believe we might have to just hold those stats for just a just, just a brief just a brief interlude. It is that, I'm afraid. Technology is against us as always, so we will be right back. Recording in progress. I was pressing all the buttons and nothing was happening. And I pressed the wrong combination of buttons. And now things are happening. So, it can only be a good thing, I'm sure. Right, Matt. Here's with some stat goodness. Stats are the Bengals who swept the Chiefs despite trailing them by 11 points at the half both last Sunday and in Week 17, become the first team in league history to beat a team twice in one season when trailing by double digits at the intermission both times. Um, Mahomes served up two interceptions in both his Super Bowl starts, but last Sunday was the first time he'd been picked off twice in any of his nine other playoff appearances. Both Both turnovers led to Cincinnati field goals, including Fierson's kill shot. Shout out to Burrow's offensive line, which surrendered one sack a week after giving up nine to Tennessee to the Tennessee Titans. Mahomes went down four times last Sunday. Um, Travis Kelsey's 106 career playoff receptions are the most by a tight end. Last Sunday, he surpassed former record holder Rob Gronkowski, with who had 98 catches. Only Rice and Julian, only Jerry Rice and Julian Edelman have more career postseason grabs. Onto the Super Bowl, the first to be hosted at LA's SoFi Stadium, which will become the first venue to stage Super Sunday and a conference title game in the same postseason. There you go. Lovely, lovely stats. That's it. That's as if some of those stats had been uh, borrowed from the WWE playbook of uh, first-time evers. What can I say? I was asked what stats I wanted, and I said, if you can get it as close to the Getting Over podcast as possible, go for it. Um, 
it's one of those things um, we we will we will potentially do a uh, a roundup podcast next week, depending uh, depending if it goes the way we want it to and the the correct team wins and we're not all completely heartbroken by it. Um, so this is it. This is the Super Bowl podcast, and uh, you know. The season's almost over. I've been saying it for 20-something weeks. And this is the, the one time it is actually correct. The season is almost over. It is actually days away. So, we thought we'd do a, a bit of a bumper edition when it comes to the predictions. Whereas previously there would be a lot of predicting the the team predicting the team predicting the team we're now down to just two teams and what that means is we need to predict a whole host of different things so between myself and the glamorous co-host and indeed the other gentleman here we have put together a list and it's a list i tell you the ins the outs the ups the downs so rather than me running my mouth anymore I'm going to hand you over to Paul who's going to tell you what we've landed on as our Super Bowl prediction picks Indeed Andrew, so we have set aside eight different categories for the big game <laughs> Do you know what? We've, we've missed like one of the better ones to be predicting. We've missed first touchdown score, I've just realised. Never mind. But we have predicted the following things. The first team to score. The team to be leading at half-time. The team to win. The MVP. The quarterback with the most yards. The running back with the most yards. The final score of the game and... The most important thing that anyone likes to pick in any Super Bowl predictions, the colour of the winning coach, Gatorade Shower. It's the it's always the hot the hot button item. It's always the hot ticket on anyone's betting slip. So we'll get to that later on. But we'll go with the first team to score. Now, for some reason. We've all we've all been in agreement of this, apart from Matt. Both myself and Ian Stu all believe that the Bengals will get off to the hot start. I personally think it'll be an Evan McPherson drilled field goal that will be the first point of this particular game. Um, anyone else any any thoughts? Oh, I saw Stu nodding his head there. Yeah, that, that when when the categories came through, I was like, hmm. It just says first team to score, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a touchdown. So I figured I'd, I don't know, like in the in the whole sort of setup of, of how the Super Bowl has come to be, like I'd, I'd be really chuffed if the Bengals actually won it, and like it'd be nice to see them get off to like a, a, a fast start on it. Um, but I guess we'll 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 come to that uh, sort of later on. But yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't sort of for how for how hot they've been, especially over the, like the postseason. I thought, why not? I'll I'll stick them down to to, to score first. 
Matt, any sort of uh, any any particular pick on the Rams for the first team? Do you reckon it'll be a touchdown? Do you reckon it'll be a field goal? I'm going to go maybe a little bit out there. The, de- the defence to score. So someone on defence to score. Interesting. Pick six or football recovery? Uh, probably a fun athletic sack sack fumble sack recovery. fumble recovery yeah. return for a touchdown it's, I mean it's got it's got Aaron Donald or Von Miller written all over it so it, I mean it would be it would be typical for Von Miller's first Super Bowl appearance since he was the MVP to have an MVP like performance so it, we can We spoke about it in the stats, and I think the thing the thing that is kind of being ignored in all of this is that the Rams front is scary, and that, I almost put Leesive in front of that because that. not only have you got Aaron Donald, not only have you got uh, Von Miller, you've also got oh, I've forgotten the name of the other the other defensive lineman that's there as well, and they're just and. There's no like, you know, with Jalen Ramsey as your safety, there's also that kind of thing of you can't just chuck it away and hope for the best because he's going to pick it. So he'll, sna- he'll snag it if if it if it's if it's thrown for grabs. More often than not, he'll snag it. So yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, it's got all the hallmarks of a long day for Joe Burrow when you consider that they've got an incredibly good defensive line going up against a very porous Bengals offensive line. So yeah, I think uh, I think old Joe might have to be uh, getting his skates on a bit on the, on Sunday and have to be moving around in that pocket. Um, uh, as for the leading team at half-time, we're, we're, pretty, we're all in agreement across the board on this one. We all think the Rams will be leading at the half. Um don't think we need to go into that any further. I think it's you'd imagine that the, the Bengals, I think, have come from behind in every single one of the games that they've, they've been involved in in the postseason. So that wouldn't surprise any of us. Um, okay, now we're getting into the, the sort of the nitty gritty of stuff. So team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Myself, Stu, and Matt have all gone for the Rams to win the game, whereas Andy has picked the Bengals. Seems like you're out on your own on that one, Andy. Do you want to give us a reason as to why, or I mean, I mean, go back through every week, every podcast, week in, week out. No matter what I've said about any other team, the the the, the constant throughout every podcast is me going. So something, boys, I really like the Bengals this season. I love watching Bengals football, and. To get to this point in time and, and pull the ripcord and be like, oh no, the, the Rams are going to do it. Also, uh, and and I, I feel a bit like I feel a bit of a sour puss to, to do this, but everybody seems to have forgotten the ten years that Stafford was at the Lions. I I, I feel that we're 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 for. Thought sort of forgetting that a lot of what's going on in in Los Angeles is to do with that coaching staff, that the the, the coaching team is is really good. You cannot argue with that defense. That defense is freaking dangerous. 
but Stafford yeah. is still Stafford. I know. I know you personally don't agree. I know, and I've said I've said throughout the season, the wrong player on the wrong team makes for uh, for wrong chemistry, and moving Stafford to the Rams really seems to have made a difference. But why have why why have we suddenly forgotten the the previous ten years? It's um, I, I mean, for me, I, I I don't think it was a case of the, the Lions didn't win because of Matthew Stafford. I think oh, the no. Lions didn't because they're a terribly run franchise. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I 100% agree. And I do think that moving Stafford to the Rams has definitely made, you know, his... his it was the right move, uh, although I think a lot of people would have argued it was done in a weird way um, I just like I, I think I'll, I'll just stick with what I said originally to to say Bengals week in week out and then to get to the Super Bowl and go oh it's going to be the Rams just just feels a bit wrong so I think I'm going to I'm going to stick with uh, old Cool Joe and uh, well, what was it OBJ said if you look up uh, if you look up Cool in the dictionary Picture of Joe Burrows in some Cartier sunglasses. Uh, lads, any any sort of particular reason why you've picked the Rams? It's a head over heart decision. Like I said, said before, I, I would absolutely love it for the Bengals to win, but I just, like Andy said, very very much enjoyed what I've seen of them this season. Um. Did I expect them to kind of get as far as they have? Nope. Therefore, could they absolutely win? Yeah, they could. Will they? It's, I guess, in a game of predictions, it's playing the percentages in that respect. So, I have to, I have to go with a favourite. I think in that in that aspect. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. That one. I think it was covered in the stats that uh, the Rams are currently the four point favourite in the game. So. Just slightly more than a, than a, t- um, a field goal favourite. I think for me, I've I've gone with the Rams because I think they're they're in a, they're in a dangerous position really in that they kind of they keep trading away all their number one picks because they're in win now mode. So they've obviously got, they've obviously been to a Super Bowl in the last couple of years, the one that they lost against the Patriots. You you sort of tend to worry for them that if they don't win this one. Are they just going to be one of those franchises that's just like destined to never win another one? I know they won one back in the two thousands, um, but and it's also I, I'd, I'd quite like Stafford to get a ring because he's. I, I know obviously like Andy's just said there that he, he doesn't see him as, a, as an elite level quarterback or anything like that, but I think his stats at Detroit were great. To say how bad that team is, and this was always the thing. It was always the weirdest thing. He had some some crazy, like week in week out, some crazy stats, and they would lose week in week out, and it'd be like, it, what has gone on? It's weird as well because I think if you look at the stats, he's he's one of the quarterbacks who's got like he's got them like I don't know if he's got the most because I'm assuming that would be Brady, but he's one of the he's one of the the quarterbacks with the highest number of fourth quarter comebacks. Mm-hmm. So, yep. he like even even though the Detroit Lions were an absolute dog, he managed to drag that team through games like almost single-handedly at times. 
and I think he's just he's he just comes across as a really nice guy for like for what for, for nothing else like and you kind of want to see like the good guys win every now and again not I'm not I'm not to say that Joe Burrow is like a dick or anything like that but at, at, at the end of the day he's only in his second year in the league so he's got loads more time to go, to get back to the year to get back to the big game and win one whereas you kind of get the feeling this might be like Stafford's last chance to actually win one so for me I think like same as Stu I've got a bit more sort of heart over head really and I've got a bit sentimental and I, I, I that's that's my reason for picking the Rams and stuff like that like last chance saloon style sort of well, if it, if, if, it, if it all goes wrong for them, what you're saying is they might not even be the best team in their own stadium in a couple of seasons' time. So Seriously, like I said, they're in win-now mode. So, if they don't win within the next couple of years, I think they're going to have to... They, the, their, their team's getting older, so they're going to have to replace some of their starters at some point. And when, when Aaron Donald and Von Miller retire... That defensive line's not going to look as pretty, so yeah, they're um, they're they're definitely all in to win in the next couple of years. Let's put it that way. So the next big one, game MVP. So we've got a little bit of a different spread across this one. So we have. We've managed to actually get an offensive pick and a defensive pick across the board here. So, both myself and Stu have gone with the hot receiver in this particular game. Now, some people will be saying, oh, you've picked Jamar Chase, have you? No, no, no. We've gone for Cooper Cup to get the MVP. Not bad, Sean. Andy has gone with Joe Burrow. No great shock. More, I if you go back through the stats, I'd, I'd say what more than fifty percent of the time it's a quarterback who ends up getting the, the the pick for the MVP. Whereas Matt has picked, I believe, what we could describe as his boy, Aaron Donald, to pick up the big award. And obviously, we said earlier um, the last defensive player to win the uh, the MVP was uh, was Von Miller in Super Bowl Fifty for the Broncos. So. Is it beyond the realms of possibility that he could come in and have another big game to, on Sunday and, and do it again? Who knows? I think if I was if I was picking one, it would be between those the, the the players we've mentioned. That obviously Matthew Stafford has to be factored into the mix as well. Um, if he has a, if he has a big game, throws it like you know three or four touchdowns, and the Rams win, you'd probably be hard hard pressed to give it to anyone else other than Matthew Stafford. But yeah, I just see I, I can see Cooper Cup having another big game, couple of couple of touchdown receptions, maybe edging towards two hundred yards receiving. I think he'd be he'd be hard to ignore if you uh, if you get to that sort of those sort of numbers in the big game. Um, yeah, thoughts, boys. Like you said, you know I'm a total Aaron Donald fanboy. I'd watching him play, watching him just destroy offensive linemen's just lives, basically. It's like, oh, you've got him? Oh, no, no, you haven't. And then all of a sudden, sack guy. It's just ridiculous. I just think, yeah, it's at that point now of like, 
I think, what is he, 29, 30? He's got to kind of do something. Not, not do something, because he's done plenty. But I think this is the thing that he's talked over the past week of. I just need a Super Bowl now. I don't give a shit about sacks or tackles or things like that. I just want a Super Bowl. I just think, like, you saw him on the sideline against the 49ers. He was like a man possessed, which he's not normally like. I'm just like, yeah, here we go. Kind of, they just, plus with the other two, um, I just think they're going to, there's just the potential to it be, for it to be an absolute nightmare of a day. And it doesn't matter what the Rams do. It's just this hell for Burrow for for an afternoon. I mean, Burrow, like I think someone said, he's never lost a championship game. So high school, won all his high school championship games. Obviously, won um, won won the won the uh, college championship, but it's kind of different level, really, isn't it? Kind of thing, and that that LSU side that he took to took to the to the college finals had. Uh, oh, you know, Jamar Chase and, oh yeah, Jefferson from uh, from the Vikings as well. So, you know, I think if, you, you know, if you're if you going to be able to sling it on people, you're going to be able to sling it with those two players. Um, not 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 kind of reducing his uh, achievements, but I just think, I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think it's going to be a really kind of defensive game and you pick the best defensive person on the field. Lovely stuff. So, quarterback with the most yards. You'll be surprised to hear we've got a 50-50 split. So, both me and Matt have taken Joe Burrow to get the most yards. Uh, whereas Andy and Shu have gone in on Matthew Stafford. Um, so, in ascending order, Joe Burrow for Matt. He's gone for 258 yards. I've gone for 307 yards. Andy's pick of Matthew Stafford with 350. And Stu has picked 367. Next up, we've got running back with the most yards. We almost had a clean sweep on this one in the fact that we were all going to be all in on Joe Mixon. And then Matt comes along with his Cam Akers pick and makes us all look foolish. Um, again... In ascending order, Matt's gone for Akers to get 94 rushing yards. Uh, I've got Joe Mixon at 120. Stu's got him at 129. And he's gone for Joe Mixon to have an absolutely massive day and get 160 rushing yards. I mean, if he's getting 160 rushing yards and a couple of scores, he's got to be in the fucking like, shake-up for the MVP with numbers like that. Um, I've got the Gatorade shower written down next in the book. But I'm going to skip that because obviously that's that's what everyone's sticking around for for the end of the podcast. So we'll come back to that. We've each then picked a final score of how we think the game will pan out. I've gone for this one to be high scoring. Um, I reckon the Rams will win this one 34 to, uh, 34 to 31. Um, Andy has gone for the Bengals, of course, and he's gone for the Bengals to win 32 to 29. Stu's got the Rams winning by a full touchdown, and he's gone 31-24, to 24, whereas Matt, as he's discussed with his uh, defensive game for the Rams, gone for a slightly closer game and has gone 20-17 in favour of the Rams. The big one. The one that everyone wants to get right. The Gatorade shower colour. 
I'm going to just have a quick look on the old sky bet, because you can bet on this, ladies and gentlemen. And I do, every year. And I pick the same, every year. And one year, I won. <laughs> Surely the odds for it, though, are going to be like pretty similar, because... Like they'll 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 surely like have an equal supply of different Gatorades, and the teams will then just pick them. There was the year that I, that nobody won because they didn't do one. That was, uh, that was <laughs> and then I think I think the most common colour is like clear. So here we go. Right, so winning coach Gatorade shower colour, with the caveat market will be void. If no clear Gatorade shower is shown on the broadcast, so it has to physically be shown on the broadcast. That can be in replays; it doesn't have to be live. So if they show a like a, a slowed down still, or like a a slowed down clip of it being done, it still counts. So fifteen to eight favorite orange. No one has picked orange. 11 to 4, second favourite. It's been picked by two people. It is myself and Matt with Blue Gatorade. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, next we've got 5 to 1 for Clear, otherwise known as Water. I would imagine. You can also get five to one for green, lime, and Stuart Woodman's pick of yellow. You can then get red or pink Gatorade at eight to one. And Andrew Cook, I'm pretty sure he picks this colour every single year. And I don't think it's ever come out. But he has gone for the ten to one shot of Purple Gatorade Once. to be in that hole. Once. I mean, listen, it's probably going to happen at some point, but who knows? I, I mean, I'm all in on blue. Matt's all in on blue. It's probably going to end up being just water and no one's going to care. Um, they, they used to, they used to be some proper novelty like specials that you could bet on and stuff like that, but the markets are all really, really like shit this year. There so was the whole thing buy- about you could bet on how long the uh, national anthem would be, yeah. would it be over or under certain times. Yeah. So, so they've set they've set the line for this year's at a minute and thirty nine or a minute and forty seconds. The one so that bet- the one that annoyed me beyond. All description was uh, whether Justin Timberlake would come out wearing a hat. So I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'll come out wearing a hat. Put money on it. He came out, no hat. I was like, balls. And then literally five seconds later, popped a hat on and, got, uh, and cracked on. And I was like... Well, but it's, it's funny you should mention that, Andrew, because you can bet on the halftime show. So... One of the specials that are currently being offered at Skybet is Eminem to wear a hat when first seen at half time. There you go. He got to six to four on that. And I, I will bet you now that he's not wearing a hat when he walks out, but somehow he'll magically make one appear and then put it on. Exactly. Or 
Snoop Dogg to wear a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt when first seen at half time. No, he'll wear it. No. He's going to wear a, a Raiders one or something like that. It'll be his. Uh, it'll be it'll be his bright orange jersey to support the bank. Oh no, his bright orange jersey that'll have just eat written all over it. Clearly, yeah. well, if he's if he's sensible, what he'll do is he'll get a small patch of all thirty-two teams and he'll just weave it into one jersey. Just just so you can watch the bookies just go. <laughs> Basically, I imagine he's going to come out. Uh, he'll come out wearing a, a Death Row Records T-shirt after his recent mm. acquisition. So there you go. That is all of our Super Bowl Fifty Six. I've just, I've just got it in my head now that like this, all the lights are going to go down for the Super Bowl show. And rather than this big like intro that they're expecting of this big spectacular, it's just just Snoop Dogg going. Ah, did, did somebody say just eat? That's oh, God. <laughs> just eat the whole thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Deary, deary me. With his, with his Bic lighter. It must... It, it's definitely going to be one of the more like, anticipated halftime shows in recent memory. So... Oh, yeah. Was it, yeah. What was it like? Was it, was it the, that, the weekend last time yeah. round? Last, last year's was the weekend. And was odd. Because he was basically just in a in a room with loads of uh, with loads of mirrors. It was mirror, like, like a mirror, horrors kind of thing. Yeah. In fairness, it did sound like he just smashed into one of them as well. So. <laughs> there you go, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, that's our that's our Super Bowl preview predictions podcast, whatever you want to call it. So. Wherever you are in the world, hope you enjoy the game. Yes, indeed. Um, like I said, if we can, if we can bring ourselves to do it, obviously we need to go through who won what and who predicted well and uh, what was the colour of the Gatorade. So there'll be more than likely a Super Bowl roundup podcast, probably sometime next week, and then I will, uh, I will. Also broadcast the ceremony of me putting all my toys back in the box and putting the box back in the attic for another season. Because did you know, season's almost over. All that's left is for me to thank my glamorous co-host and these two lovely, lovely guests, Mr. Matthew Moore, Miss Stuart Mancy, Paul Williams and myself, wishing all of you, whether it's this side of the pond or the other side of the pond, a fantastic Super Bowl Sunday. For us UK supporters, we'll be uh, getting the getting the matchsticks out Monday morning. Um, un- unless anybody's you know smart enough to take the day off. Yeah, whatever. I'll be getting the matchsticks out Monday morning. Uh... <sighs> right. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy your Super Bowls, respectively. Um, I'm sure we might do some kind of live tweeting or Instagram story or Facebook Live. Is that even a thing anymore? Facebook Live. Did that did that get yeah. past the first few? Don't don't start don't start broadcasting your screen as you're watching the Super Bowl, though, because I imagine they will shut it down very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. 
Thank you very much, gentlemen, and uh, we'll we'll see you after the Super Bowl. Tatty bye. So there we go. That's it. The Super Bowl is officially predicted. Why don't you let us know what your prediction is? You can jump over to thecookiecast.com, click the email button, or grab our social media links, and let us know what you think is going to be the outcome of the game. We'll read them out on next week's podcast if they're nice and juicy. Wherever you get your podcasts, please do consider subscribing, like, share, and comment. All those fun things. All that's left is for me to say thank you for listening along, and we're going to catch you next time.